Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari. You're a Ferrari too. When God made you, he had all the options put on. You are fully loaded and totally equipped. So do this with me. Where did we ever come up with the style of preaching we have today? There is some entertaining preaching, but not convicting preaching, and the legacy has been tragic. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And away we go. It's the Wretched Radio mail call delivery bag Q&A infotainment nationwide extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. That is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. The mail is here! Ooh, this is... Is Wretched Radio. The answers are yes and no. Friel, what are the questions? Yes. I got sunburned, baked like an apple pie, spent a good chunk of the day at Kennesaw State University, and we felt a new wind blowing. It, it, it wasn't from the east or the west. It was a new worldview wind that is blowing based on what I experienced yesterday. We might be seeing a new trend, which will affect the way that you witness and evangelize and preach the gospel. For the last 20 years on the university campuses, we have felt the breeze coming from France. It's the breeze of postmodernism. And the debate typically was there is no such thing as right and wrong. Everybody's truth is their own truth. It, it seemed to have shifted. When we were out yesterday, anecdotal, I grant you, but three of the students presented the same argument about the subject of right, wrong, good and evil. It was a psychologized understanding of the subject. They struggled to say anything is really, really bad. Now, we've heard that before because that would be judgmental. But the reason that you wouldn't want to say that was not postmodern. We can't be the arbiters of truth. Instead, it was we can't blame these people. This is this is the way they were raised. They maybe had a tough life as a child. They grew up in difficult circumstances, so I don't know if I would have done any better. Probably not. Therefore, I'm not going to judge. Wow. That's a shift to root, which might require some new angles at presenting the law and the gospel. Without a standard of righteousness, we humans come up with all kinds of way to justify our behavior and override our consciences. Postmodernism has been the ticket now for two decades, but it appears psychology is the new tool that is being used to say, I can't blame anybody, including myself. One of the young men that I spoke to struggled to say that the A-man was evil. And, and I say that because the last time I used the A-man's name, we got put into a timeout zone on the social media. He's the fellow with that little mustache. You, you remember, he's pretty famous, but eh, pre-mid-20th century. There was a little bit of a skirmish that took place all over the globe. He struggled to say he's evil. And I said, why? His answer is, well, maybe he was abused as a child. I don't know that I'd do any better. <laughs> well, you know, that's fair. 
We should feel empathy if somebody was not raised well. That's true, but there's an aspect and an element of human responsibility that still exists. And these students that I met yesterday, they want to ignore that and blame it on my parents, my upbringing, what I watched on the YouTube machine. Any responsibility for my life can be blamed on somebody else. And isn't that psychology 101? It's never responsibility for your internal behavior, your thinking. No, it's always external. And we are hearing that applied now on the university campuses. Be ready for it. I think it might require some new angles if this is the new trend. So, yes, I got cooked like like an apple fritter. Apparently, I'm hungry for apples. That's my second apple reference. Maybe it's to keep the doctor away. And the answer to the second question is no. No, I did not get punched in the nose by anybody on the campus. But you say, Friel, it's good. we can actually see kind of a black and blue mark on your nose. Yep. Yeah, you can. You run into the wall? I ran into the wall last did you, night. Did you really? Yes, I did. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, we finished We finished at the campus. We had a great time. We were there, and we were out in the sun a lot. Got home. We were dog-sitting, so we went on a marathon walk. So I crashed pretty hard, got up in the middle of the night, stopped dead in my tracks. I don't know who put that wall there, but, Jimmy, this is – so this is the humiliating part. I hit the wall with my face – it hurts real bad. And my first thought is, is my nose that big? <laughs> I mean, that's it's leading me that far out that I get stopped by my proboscis zoinks scoob. No, I didn't get punched. I sort of punched myself, if you will. <laughs> Believable. Please send your emails to idea at wretched.org it's funny how you always find the the new uh newly constructed walls in the middle of the night i don't know where it came from i don't recall it being there <laughs> you know I, I i'd like to blame it on the dog I, that's hey i'll do what the students are doing i'm gonna blame it on the dog it's not your fault because we had a dog and yep it was in the bed because we're dog people so I'm just I'm blaming Winnie. So there you go. It wasn't my fault that I look like a <laughs> somebody who's lost and confused. Friel, you are lost and confused. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. All right, we start with Kenny, who says, Todd, how long should a church go without a pastor? The place I attend for the past seven years has been without a pastor for mm -hmm. four years. Wow, that's a long time. You need a shepherd real bad. I would suggest some urgency is required. We must have leaders. That's the way the world works. That's the way government works. That's the way home works, education works, the employment of people works, that there's a boss. And the same thing is true when it comes to a church. You need an elder. And if there has not been an intense effort, now let's just say that every good faith effort has been made to try to procure a pastor and they've not been able to succeed well you maybe have some thinking to do why is it that people are turning you down or do we need to amp it up even more but i would suggest you need to get on it and if if there is not a sense of urgency in that church 
um, it might be time to find a church where there's an elder because I would suggest to you that if you don't have a pastor for four years, you're getting really close to not having a church at all. It's baked into the DNA of a church. Paul told Timothy, appoint elders in every town. There needs to be a shepherd. If you don't got one, get one. And if you can't get one, you might want to think about even merging in with a church that does have one. It is that urgent. Please send your emails to idea at wretched.org. All right. From Merrill, she is wondering, can a person be a Christian recluse? Meaning we don't spend any time with people. You kind of Howard Hughes it a little bit. That's. Could there be somebody who struggles with that? Absolutely. That they just don't like being around people. And I would not be wise if I just said, well, that needs to stop. Move to New York City and be surrounded by human beings all the time. I think we should be a little bit more pastoral, understanding that that could be a real genuine issue for somebody. And they just don't like being around other human beings. I would encourage that person to work toward learning how to be around other human beings. And here's the reason. Other human beings, specifically the people in your local church, need you. And if you're not engaged, we don't get the benefit of you. You don't get the benefit of us. Now, I know that isn't much of a bargain, but we don't get the benefit of you. We're supposed to be salt and light. We are not supposed to be Middle Ages, Roman Catholic monks and nuns, where we go to a monastery and be esteemed as those who are super spiritual and holy. No, we get into the world. That was one of one of the many things that Martin Luther pushed. Uh, 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 uh. We don't live away from the world. We live in the world. We're just not of the world. So I think that you should be working toward that goal. It won't happen overnight. But progressively, you can become increasingly comfortable with being around other people. For an issue like that, I would encourage you to consider biblical counseling. I got to tell you, got an email yesterday. This, this was before I smashed my face into a wall. Was get, Received an email from Sam down the hall. She sent a note that said there was, there's a, a lady who is in season one of Transformed, our new TV series. It's going to be out April 1st. Can't wait for you to see it. Truly groundbreaking Christian TV. She was terrified to be separated from her children. Super phobia in that regard. She even struggled to be on set for a few hours away from her kids. It was that. It's that hard for her. Just got an email from her. She said that she's been going through biblical counseling. You go through 12 weeks when you're done with us doing the TV show, which you can be on, by the way, at wretched.org slash casting. She went away for the weekend without her children and didn't have one panic attack. How cool is that? I'm telling you, biblical counseling is powerful because it's the Bible applied to your life. If you need it, find it at biblicalcounseling.com. This is Wretched Radio. So there you are on your Googler machine trying to find a restaurant. What do you look for? Ratings and reviews. If it gets lots of stars, positive reviews, chances are pretty good you're going to go there. Question, would you be inclined to go to a restaurant that had a 98% approval rating and rave reviews? I suspect you would. MetaShare. 
Affordable Biblical Health Sharing has a 98% approval rating. 400,000 members strong sharing one another's health care bills, saving billions of dollars over the years, saving families on average $500 a month. And 98% of the members of MediShare give it a hearty thumbs up. I encourage you to call them and see if MediShare is right for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. 1-844-34-BIBLE for MediShare. All right, so what are some of the best combinations you can think of? Rice and beans? Bacon and eggs? How about you and Wretched? Yep, that's right. When you become a Wretched Gospel Partner, you and Wretched become one of the best combinations in the world. Combining our efforts allows us to reach more people all over the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Separately, they're pretty good, but combined together, uh, they become great. And thanks to you, Wretched is among the top 5% of all podcasts across platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the others. Together, we have reached millions. As a matter of fact, check this out. Wretched has been downloaded nearly 11 million times. That is an amazing feat that we want to increase. Get all of the details on becoming a Wretched Gospel Partner right now by visiting wretched.org slash donate. Or you can text the word Wretched to the number 44321. You and Wretched, it's even better than salt and pepper. Good news? There are actually thousands of pastors in Germany. The bad news is they're not very equipped. Theological training in Germany and in Europe is so needed because you don't really get any formal training, not in a church or anywhere else. Being at a TMAI training center, probably the first time that you ever get any formal training how to understand scripture, the church, and how to apply it in your own life. Germany is not the only nation that has a drought of qualified pastors, but the Masters Academy International is changing that one country at a time, currently in 17 nations, with many seminaries, with graduates from the Master's Seminary, training indigenous men to rightly divide the word of truth. Would you please consider adopting your own seminary in one of 17 nations? Please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Know your church fathers. Tertullian was a well-trained Greco-Roman philosopher. When he converted to Christianity, he used his great learning to vigorously defend Christianity. Tertullian rejected secular philosophy and is famously quoted as saying, What hath Athens to do with Jerusalem? This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You know what would be cool? This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, I think it would just be the icing on the cake. If my smash nose became black and blue eyes, you know how that works? Sometimes you get you get punched in the nose. But trust me on this, because when I was a kid, that happened pretty regularly. (laughs) Let's just say I wasn't the bully. Mm. Got you get punched in the nose and then you get the black and blue underneath your eyes. I think that that would just be the that would be the icing on the cake for me. That I get to walk around with shiners and explain to everybody, uh, no, I wasn't in an accident. I ran into a wall in the middle of the night. And then you just watch people shake their head, mutter, 
and walk away from you. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. All right. Michelle is wondering. Um, well, first of all, she said last year I asked my sister to be a bridesmaid in my upcoming wedding. Since then, she has adapted a very sinful lifestyle with a lot of heavy drinking, underage heavy drinking. Though she professes to be a Christian, I'm wondering, should I lovingly tell her she can't be in my wedding party? Probably not. I would say she can certainly be in it. I think that having somebody who's a sinner is pretty likely as a bridesmaid or a groomsman. But I understand she's maybe looking like she's going off the rails. I don't know that that would cause me to say, I don't want you in the wedding. Now, I understand a case could be made for that because it's a religious ceremony. But is that person standing at the altar next to the bride participating in the ceremony, contributing to the ceremony? Somebody might make that argument. I'm not sure that I would go that far. So I would suggest keep the family peace, use it as an opportunity to witness to her. And I might actually add that if there is a component, an element in the worship service, which is what a marriage ceremony should be inside of a church, which, by the way, that's a trend that people don't do the wedding in the church anymore. They, 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 they do it at venues. That's the big thing. And I don't think that's a sin to do that, but kind of a loss. Doing it in the local church, I got to tell you, the sweetest weddings that I have been to are not the highfalutin fancy ones. I mean, those are lovely, and you can ooh and ah the flowers. And if you're a Christian, most likely you go, well, I wonder what that cost them right there. Going to a church wedding, eating in the fellowship hall with paper linens, ah, ah. As long as the service is gospel-centered. So let's just say that there's an element inside of your worship service that requires them to participate. That would be an issue. But I'd, 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 I'd go at it from that angle. Not, hey, you're really sinning a lot. I don't want you in my wedding. But there's going to be a component here. And you need to know that you're going to be asked this. Are you prepared to do that? Let's talk about where you're at with the Lord. I would approach this very lovingly because it staggers me how often marriages, weddings divide families. What is it? Marriages like CRT, it just does it. It just causes people to get annoyed and agitated and you should do it like this and I want to do it like that. And people, you should have invited her. I don't want to invite her. Why do we divide over things like that at a marriage? Please send your emails to idea at wretched.org. From Nathaniel, who says, Mr. to the uh, to the 1000th power, Todd. That'll do. <laughs> Is it OK that my church has kicked out uh, a child for not wearing a mask and turned families away for not masking their two year old? Did you see Rick DeSantis? Go you go look this up. Yeah, no, go I, Rick DeSantis yeah, mask. Yeah, saw that. All right. <laughs> he walked into some sort of press conference, and they had some. It looked like students lined up behind him, and they were wearing masks. And before he got to the podium, he basically said, uh, "Take them off. They don't do you any good." And uh, this COVID theater has to end. Oh man. Did that cause the liberal media to just light up like a torch? <laughs> would it would it be a, an issue to leave a church 
If the the kid was told not to come into the church without a mask, uh, yeah, they were asked to leave because um, yeah. he wouldn't wear a mask. Right, right. Ufta. See, that's that's. There's a great deal of liberty that I think is available to all local churches when it comes to these issues, health issues, social issues, etc. We can we can have variety inside of the church. The line, though, is when we make something a law and we make something a requirement to enter the church doors. So you can come to church if fill in the blank. You wear a mask. You're vaccinated. I think that there should be liberty if somebody wants to take the J.A. Beta. Because I don't know if we can even say that anymore without getting booted. And they good. Let there be liberty and let there be love between the brothers. But to make that a law, ooh, you gotta, you're going to have to work real hard to come up with biblical justification for that. I would say that would be crossing the line. Would it be a reason to leave the church? Well, no, not initially. I'd, I'd spend some time lovingly, respectfully talking about it and working through the issue because it's clearly not an essential issue, but it is making a law where there is no law. That would be an error, in my opinion, on the church's part. But would I leave like because of that? No. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. Jimmy, you agree with that? I, I do completely agree with that. Yeah, not, not, not quickly, but I, I think that a church is wrong to do. It would be like a church saying, for you to come in, you need to wear Red Wing work boots. Hmm. What? Why do I have to? I don't get. What does that have to do with this right. going on here? So I, I, I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't leave real quick. And have you ever tried to keep anything on the face of a two-year-old? <laughs> well, there's that issue, too. <laughs> oh, I've got to tell you. Okay. I, so before going out to get totally sunburned, my hands are telling you, they are just like strawberries. Went to it, stopped at a coffee shop to pick up a java. Okay, that's a lie. I stopped to pick up an almond croissant. Oh, oh was it a good one, too? And there were two women that I've actually seen at this coffee shop before. They were sitting on a couch and they had their Bibles in their laps. And now here's, that's not uncommon because if you go to coffee shops, at least in the South, you see that pretty regularly, people attempting to do a Bible study, a Christian book of some sort. This was extraordinary. I don't think I've ever seen this before. These two women actually had their Bibles open and they were studying them. Mm. Wow. I've never seen that Bible study in a coffee shop. Normally, they just sit there on the table, never get opened, and that's Bible study. So congratulations to those two women for actually having a Bible. They were in the book of Daniel, chapter 4. That's good. I was was eavesdropping (laughs) like, like you wouldn't. Yesterday, when we were at the campus, did I mention I went out and got totally baked yesterday at the campus? There were a couple of guys sitting on a bench. They had their Bibles, and I walked by real slowly because I want to hear what's going on. And they were praying hard, out loud. And I heard the word Russia about seven times (laughs) because they were praying that God would protect people in Ukraine. We should join them in those prayers. It's a mess over there for our brothers and sisters. And the work of the church, it's never going to be thwarted, but it could be set back from an earthly perspective. 
there's a lot of good churches in Ukraine. There really are good, sound churches. Thanks to the Master's Academy International, they've been equipping men now for, I don't know how many years, hundreds and hundreds of pastors getting trained. So the church isn't in horrible shape in Ukraine, but this sure could be a setback. We need to be praying. And if you want to learn more about what they're doing over there with the Master's Academy International, wretched.org slash pastor ideas at wretched.org. You okay? It's like exercise. <laughs> Michaela is wondering. A little sapped of strength, you know, with the sunburn. Yeah. Kind of drains it out. Yeah. And then you get punched in the nose by a wall in the middle of a night. That's <laughs> Uh, Michaela is wondering if it is possible for a believer to attempt suicide. Is that a sign that they're not saved? It, it can be, certainly. Is it definitely? No, it's not. I would encourage you to visit wretched.org or go to our YouTube page and put in wretched uh, sermon, a sermon, funeral sermon of a suicide, something like that. It will it will get you to a presentation we did on this. It was Mike Fabara's at Compass Bible Church. His son, John, hosts Road Trip to Truth here. He was preaching at the funeral of a suicide from inside of the church. It was thoughtful. It was balanced. and But it was, it was so pastoral in that the person's last act is not the definitive determiner of their salvation. You look at the totality of their life and somebody falls into a black hole they aren't thinking well for whatever reason. Their last act doesn't determine if they are going to heaven or hell. It is the profession of their faith and the fruit of their life. Is God pleased with that? Absolutely not. Is it, does that give you permission to do it? Absolutely not. But it is not a definitive determiner that somebody is in can we say hell anymore? Or are we going to get kicked off for that too? I think we're good. All righty then. It's not a definitive determiner that somebody did not inherit eternal life with Jesus. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, we begin with a Twitter update. Apparently, Twitter is doing great with their new policy of labeling tweets made by the Russian government. Just labeling, though. Suspension is saved for the most extreme offenders like U.S. Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler of Missouri, who was suspended on Monday by the platform for sending this tweet. And I quote, women's sports are for women, not men pretending to be women. Yep, she definitely deserved that suspension. I mean, we just can't have people going around tweeting the truth. That's bad for the propaganda machine. And speaking of Twitter, while they haven't officially banned or suspended or blocked Russian accounts, one organization is stepping up to the plate, the International Cat Federation. Yep, they've announced a ban on Russian cats from competitions. Take that, Putin. Well, we told you yesterday about serial plagiarist and current SBC president Ed Litton announcing his intention to step down as president at the convention's annual meeting in June. And it didn't take long for speculation to ramp up as to who will replace Litton. One name mentioned was Willie Rice, pastor of Calvary Church in Clearwater, Florida. And I expect more names will be mentioned over the next few weeks. But regardless of who is nominated and elected, one thing is definitely certain. There is division among the SBC. Could it be too far gone? Or could the next president help bring unity back to the world's largest Protestant denomination? Only time will tell. 
How's this for scary? In Supply, North Carolina, an SUV crashed into a church's sanctuary just minutes before the start of a Wednesday night service a couple of weeks back. There were thankfully no injuries in the crash. The driver of the SUV was hit by another vehicle and went airborne. The driver of the car that hit the SUV was at fault, according to reports. The church's sanctuary was left pretty much destroyed, but by the grace of God, there was no one in the room at the time of the crash. The Attorney General for the state of Kentucky has announced that the Supreme Court voted in favor of allowing him to defend his state's ban on dismemberment abortion in court. It all goes back to 2018 when the state passed a law that prohibits abortions that would result in bodily dismemberment or crushing of an unborn baby. A federal judge blocked that law, and pro-abortion Governor Andy Beshear's administration decided not to appeal the ban. And that caused Attorney General Daniel Cameron to spring into action and file a motion to intervene in the case. And now the U.S. Supreme Court agrees with Cameron and will allow him to defend the law. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible The Apostle Peter wrote a second epistle to clarify and defend the Christian message. He asserts the authority of Scripture, warns against false teachers, and reminds us that the end is coming. But God is patient, allowing all of His people to come to repentance. If you want a clear contrast between true and false Christianity, look to 2 Peter. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Got it. I got it. This is Wretched Radio. I know. Somebody picks up their phone to look for something that they've got to share with you. Don't you just cringe a little bit on the inside? Oh, do you have? Just tell me about it. We can still communicate. We're we're image bearers. We can do this orally without having to look at a video on the YouTube machine. Nevertheless, I just spoke with Katie. She's in season one of Road Trip to Truth. She was sweet mom loves her kids to pieces and she just is terrified something might happen if she's not in the room with them dr greg gifford on our transform series worked with her through the issue on two levels and then she began 12 weeks of biblical counseling here's the email that i got from samantha i just spoke to katie from season one and i have terrific news she said counseling is helping her tremendously she was even able to go out of town for an entire weekend without the kids and didn't have a single panic attack she is extremely grateful for being a part of the transform process and i personally think she would be great to do a follow-up in season two i agree can't wait for season we're actually starting season two already for real you haven't released season one we're going to be april 1st but we're already working on season two because It's that good, and it will reveal something that has been too well-kept of a secret inside of conservative churches, and that is biblical counseling is powerful, and you're going to see it, and you're going to understand by watching it actually happen. Whoa, the Bible speaks to these issues. Very exciting, very happy for Katie. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org, and Jimmy, thank you. For, for your concern for me. Oh, yeah. For right. my head injury. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone from your nose to your head. <laughs> what, did, what did you say? Well, I asked you, since it was in the middle of the night, if you uh, if you went back to, had trouble getting back to sleep. Not a problem. But you're not supposed to sleep after a head injury. Well, see, but here's the deal. 
my nose so absorbed the shock to my skull. I don't I don't think I'm in danger of a concussion. No concussion. I'll be Ike <laughs> Viltafish. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. This one is from Daniel, and I don't think it's the Daniel that works here, but anyways, what are, he he wants to know what your thoughts are on the chosen. He says that it seems like a lot of liberties have been taken. Yeah. Choose something else. At this point, choose something else. It's clear that it is an ecumenical program. There are advisors from the Roman Catholic Church. There are Mormon advisors. You've got the director, producer, whatever his title is, saying that Roman Catholics and Mormons are brothers and sisters. There's there's just too many bones in something like that. Just too many bones. The whole premise is always really dicey, that you're going to put words into the mouth of Jesus. You're going to imagine how that particular scene in the Bible went down. Ooh, you talk about shaky ground. That's the entire premise of the program. And so out of the gate, the stuff that I saw, yeah, I know I'm a little bit picky, but just the same. I don't think that you're getting robust theology, and I think that you'd be also getting some bad theology. So, sorry, I know a lot of people dig it. I'd choose something else. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. This one is from Antony. He says, Mr., 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 Mr. Friel, is it biblical to teach or preach to your elders, particularly your parents, my parents are still Roman Catholics, and I have the urge to sit down with them no, I bet you do. <laughs> and speak the gospel truth. <laughs> of course, your parents are Roman Catholic. Anthony, should you preach to them? I would change the word preach for witness to, to share with, to try to teach them. The word preach has always got a little admonishment inside of it. Preaching should have admonishment. There should be a goading. Hey, if you're doing this. This is why you need to stop doing this. That's a that's a component of preaching, which separates it and makes it distinct from teaching. So I wouldn't preach at your elders. Instead, I would go to them lovingly, respectfully, the way that Paul commands us to, telling Timothy that elders need to be approached with a great deal of honor and respect, and your parents need to be approached with a great deal of honor and respect. Let me give you a rule. If you happen to be in a similar situation from that, that, that Antony is in. Don't fight. If, you're, if your parents are getting agitated and angry, it's not definitive that you're maybe being a little bit aggressive. It's not de- definitive, but it's a pretty good sign. Now, they could be getting agitated because of conviction, and you'll just have to sort that out. But if you're fighting over it, you're probably approaching it wrong. Love them, respect them, Honor them and share truth with them. I think that that is a key component that is missing so many times in familial relationships. When you get saved, you want your siblings to be saved. And like a bull in a china shop, better yet, like a sunburned man in the middle of the night, you go crashing in and you try to just help them to understand because you're so excited about this. And watch the fireworks go off. Watch out for fireworks. You don't want those. You want it to be loving. You want to be talking to them like you actually care about them. I can't tell you how important that is. Yet, we, Did I mention, Jimmy, have I mentioned we were at the campus yesterday? Oh, no. Yeah. 
little little sunny out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So to all of our brothers and sisters in, say, Minnesota or the Dakotas or Montana, it was 77 degrees here yesterday. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing weather with you. I am rubbing nothing in. The first young man that I sat and talked to, 58 minutes, 58 minutes. The kids sat in a swing with me. It was a it was a bench that swang. <laughs> like, <laughs> there we were for 58 minutes. He was asking questions. And when it was done, he said something that was so encouraging to me, especially considering the fact that I'm fully aware that I'm such a jerk. He said, thanks for this. This was like the best conversation I've ever had about religion. This was really good. He was an atheist. I think he called himself an atheist or agnostic up front, but I didn't want to win an argument. I wanted to share the truth with him. And I'm telling you, that is the difference between going out to do battle and going out to proclaim good news. Please send your emails to idea at wretched.org. From Ruth, she is wondering if, um, or she says she's heard many times that a professing believer may choose to rededicate their lives to Christ. But to me, this sounds like resalvation. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, too often it is. That's another evangelical trend. Widespread. I don't know how much this still goes on. I suspect it lingers. So if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, and nobody comes forward to the altar. Or if you're here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, come to the altar. Okay. Every day we should be dedicating our lives to the Lord. But usually what's baked into the rededication pudding. Do you bake pudding? At any rate, what's baked into it is that you kind of need to. You've been backsliding, backsliding. Now come back. Now that's repentance and that is good. But if we're giving the impression that you need to get resaved, you lost it, now you need to get it back, ooh, not good. Not good at all. So I think I think that's another one of those words that we just need to ditch, quite honestly, especially when the context of the presentation is that you've been straying away from the Lord and you need to rededicate your life. Come to the altar. And it's baked into the come to the altar to get saved. So I just don't think it's a great way to present it. Present the ideas of repentance. Present the idea of being dedicated to the Lord. But watch out with the rededicated lingo. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. And this comes from Josh, who is wondering if it's sinful to observe Passover or any Jewish festival from a New Testament perspective. Not necessarily. It could be. It depends on how you do it, why you're doing it, what the point is, a recognition you don't have to do it. But if you would choose to do it, I think if it's done with Christ in the center of those celebrations, I think that's fine. But remember, we have the better. Festivals were pointing to Jesus. Passover was pointing to Jesus, Yom Kippur pointing to Jesus, the festival of first fruits pointing to Jesus. So to go back and celebrate the lesser, okay, just make sure, though, that it is not strictly, if you will, an Old Testament event where you just where, where you don't focus on Jesus, you don't talk about Jesus. Don't do that. We've got the better. We've got the substance. We've got the actual thing that the shadow was pointing toward. 
So if you want to do that, go ahead. Be also careful, if you will, though, for extra components and things that just maybe aren't biblical or historical. Afikomen comes to mind. This is the bread that gets hidden during the Passover celebration. And then you go find the kids, go find the bread. See, that was Jesus, the bread of life. And then we find him and he's coming back to life or something like that. Well, it's, it's not biblical. It wasn't a part of the Passover ceremony. We don't have the details of how the actual ceremony ran. We know the elements, bitter herbs, a lamb sacrifice, unleavened bread, how it was done, not a whole lot of detail. So be careful that you don't import things that just aren't biblical. They maybe feel good, but we want to be biblicists. And if it ain't in the Bible, then we don't do it. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, Tomorrow Club supporter, this message from Paul Marty, the director of the Tomorrow Clubs, is just for you. You know, it's been more than 25 years now since my wife Cindy first brought leaders and kids together for the very first Tomorrow Club. Hundreds of thousands of lives have been touched. We're grateful for all the ways you help kids in forsaken places learn to follow Jesus. Thank you for your support of the Tomorrow Clubs. $30 a month, Disciples 30 Kids in Eastern Europe and now in Africa, where Tomorrow Clubs anticipates they could be opening up 100 new clubs in a year. Would you please consider becoming a Tomorrow Club supporter? Kids clubs that meet in forsaken places, they get loved on, they hear the gospel, they memorize Bible verses, and they're getting saved. To support your own Tomorrow Club, please visit tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Thank you for joining us for Wretched Radio today. When is the last time you took a gander around the Wretched Store? If it's been a while, I'd like to urge you to do so today. The Wretched Store is home to tons of great resources, books, booklets, videos, MP3s, and curriculum. And I'll go out on the limb and say that everybody will be able to find something they'll love and learn from in the Wretched Store. So take some time and peruse all we have available. Wretched.org slash store. All of the resources that you'll find are only made possible by the support of our gospel partners. We can't produce the content that we're able to produce without that ongoing support. So while you're visiting the Wretched store at wretched.org, would you also consider taking a look at our donate page by clicking the give link at the top of the page? There you'll find all the information you will ever need regarding becoming a gospel partner. Wretched.org slash store, wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. If and you don't mind me saying so, I resonate with this sentiment from Dan Steiner of Preborn Ministries. To be able to look across America and see this holocaust of abortion and know that people like you are doing something about it. It's one thing to say that we're against abortion, but it's really another to take action. Do you resonate? With that sentiment, then please consider supporting Preborn Ministries. Ultrasounds save lives. For $28, you will be providing an ultrasound that 80% of the time causes the mother to choose life. That's really doing something. May I ask, how many babies' lives could you save for $28 each? Preborn Ministries also preaches the gospel to the mommies and the daddies. And you can learn more at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. 
attributes of God. What does it mean to say God is righteous? He is the standard of what is right and good. He is in strict adherence to his moral law, and he is the source of righteousness through Jesus Christ for every sinner who repents and puts their trust in Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, this ought to be good. Thank you very much to everybody who beep talked this week. Lots of church signs, but I can't help myself. I've got to first do a little. What is this? I'm so bad at this stuff. What? What's the the title on the video thing that I push the button on? That's just the description. Is that what you call the description? Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah. The description. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry. I guess you don't need to be a you computer sh- literate you- person to know that word. Are but- you sure there's nothing wrong with your head? No. Okay. No, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) This description says, question for Jimmy. Mm. Hi, Retro Radio. I'm calling to ask a question to Jimmy. That's right, to Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm just wondering, while working with Todd, how many bottles of aspirin do you go through? And do you have a good biblical counselor that you go see on a weekly basis? The tens of tens of listeners who like to know. Go ahead, Jimmy. Even though I'm the one who needs the aspirin, did I tell you about my nose? <laughs> All right, yeah. Jimmy, how do you endure? Well, you know, I do appreciate the the, the concern. Yeah, yeah, and somebody able to recognize my struggle. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> no aspirin. I don't use the stuff. Uh, makes your blood thin. So that uh, does do that, doesn't it? <laughs> right. And it, it's rough on your guts. But weekly nerve blocks didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Getting an epidural, <laughs> so you don't feel the pain in your head. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the phone call to one eight seven seven two eight two. Beep. Church signs where the grass looks greener, the water bill is higher. What's the point? <laughs> Lexi, we're funny. Come to church, please. Could we look a little more pathetic and desperate? The answer to that rhetorical question is no. No, we can't. Not a sin. Church can do whatever they want with their sign. But why not use it for something that I don't know proclaims truth and shows the church is different. This trend of being like the world has got to go. The world isn't looking for more worldliness. They they got plenty of it. Some people, not all, some people that the Lord is working on, they're looking for something a little bit more serious. And I'm not saying we have to be perpetually uptight, but how's about not just dopey and silly and trite and <laughs> drove by a church yesterday. Um, Jimmy, did I mention we were out at the campus yesterday? Oh, maybe once. Yeah. Drove by a church, and one of the signs was something about we seek justice for all. And, of course, the uni rule was applicable because it was a unity church. Anytime you see the letters U and I in that order, chances are very high. You got yourself a squish bomb. Then I drove by another church, and it had a Bible verse. In this is love. It was it was first John four. I I, I I was driving by a little fast. That's another tip. If you're doing the church sign, don't put up too much information. People could crash. But it was a Bible. Ver- and it's like now that's of, why. Of course, we. what is putting a Bible verse up on a church sign? Say 
This is the book that we want to highlight. Not trite, silly jokes. This is the book that this church is based on. So if you want to do a church sign, I don't know that you can go wrong with putting up a Bible verse. one 282 Church sign. These are the three signs of laziness. Number one. Oh, I didn't finish the sign because he's lazy. Whoa, that ch- honey, we got to go to that church. We're going to, we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do there because I have no idea what they're all about. Church sign, sin is like a credit card. Enjoy it now. Pay, pay for, for it, it later. later. <laughs> you know, that one doesn't actually bug me as much. because at least it's like, hey, um, you should think about repenting. We've got the solution to your credit card debt right inside of this church. Come and see us. I didn't mind that one so much. Jimmy, it seems like the fellow who called in, he was maybe a little more skeptical. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it? Yeah, no. Why not? I don't know. You curmudgeon. <laughs> you know what? I think I've got the answer to your question. And am I okay? Yeah. Am I getting soft now that I don't I actually have a bone on the top of my ow, <laughs> bone on the top of my nose? Maybe I did ex- just experience some head trauma. Church sign. Slow down. Enjoy the journey of life. I'll bet it had a UNI in the church sign name. I'll bet it did, because that's just totally worthless. Furthermore, slow down and enjoy the journey. The verse that I was thinking about this morning is Jesus saying something really kind of like, wait, well, what? And I suspect people could use it to say you've got to work your way in or somehow you attain your own salvation. But it's enter. People even now are entering forcefully through the kingdom. What is it? What do you forcefully? They're realizing, yikes, I am in hot water. I'm on the broad road. Let's just say the broad journey in keeping with our church sign. And I need help. I need rescue. I need to get in on that. And we're doing signs like slow down and enjoy the journey. Oof. Church sign, social distancing does not supply to God. Come on in. <laughs> I think what's cracking me up the most about these is just the way y'all are reading them. <laughs> social distancing doesn't apply. Come on in. Okay. It's a little bit of an invitation, but it's an invitation. So. I'm looking on the bright side. Wow, I did hit my face hard. I'm looking for something positive here, and at least it's come into the church. We invite you. You're welcome here. Would I involve social distancing? No. No, I wouldn't. Church time. This week's special. Free salvation. Baptism included. (sighs) Didn't hit myself that hard on the nose. Can we please avoid assiduously the desire to make light of what Jesus did to save us? Please, can we stop that? Can we can we stop with jokes about Jesus, about the cross, that he earned our salvation? 
If we are going to be protective about anything, it should be that. That's right. Even more than protecting the church against CRT. We should be protecting the church from jokes about Jesus and the gospel. What in the world is a church thinking? I'm guessing that church maybe had a a uni inside of its name someplace. Church sign. Having trouble. He didn't even want to read it. (laughs) Even get through the beep talk. Church sign. Uh, Having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come listen to one. See, there you go. Oh, boy. All right. I'm just thinking. Not that anybody put much thought into this other than we're trying to be amused. We're trying to amuse the world into the church. Trying to jest them and joke them into coming to Sunday morning service. What's what's the thinking? What's the psychology? Most likely, it's we just want the world to know, hey, we know church is boring. We get it. It's not like we're ignorant of the facts, so why don't you join us? That doesn't even work, does it? it you've just said listening to sermons is boring. Um, not to real sermons, not for real Christians. Now, if you want to deliver a sermonette to Christianettes, that's up to you. If you want to deliver something based on a movie, Knock yourself out, but that isn't a real sermon. Church sign, tweet others the way you, you want, want to be, be tweeted. tweeted. No, no, just no. See, here's the problem with this thing has gotten out of control with the beep talks. That's what I'm telling. It's gotten out of control because this should be a lighter moment to the week. I'm finding myself just getting so agitated. Want to tweet others the way that you are? I think that was... Church sign. Tweet others the way you want to be tweeted. (laughs) With good grammar? Is that... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just working with the analogy that was being given there. Mm, 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 mm. And we wonder why people's view of the church is so low. And we wonder why people's view of pastors is so low. We wonder why the world doesn't call the church when it experiences a crisis. They, they go to experts who are willing to put on adult clothing, which might even include a tie, because they take their profession seriously. This whole trend of Let's be worldly to attract the world. First of all, it's unbiblical. Second of all, we've seen the fruit of it. And third of all, these days, I don't think it works. It is a fool's errand for all three of those reasons. So maybe you're not in charge of putting up the church sign, but let's be careful. If you're doing anything online, when it comes to talking about our God, Let's let's make sure that people get one message. He is holy. And until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>